ever from a band named after a state is it is it wrong to have guitar hero flashbacks no i think pretty much uh anybody that played guitar hero from 2005 to 2010 can remember playing playing uh this song i distinctly remember bobby welsh doing kick off of our uh, living room furniture playing guitar hero yeah this song but don't I mean, you can't just put this to Guitar Hero. The group Kansas, we're playing this because uh, the Wayward Son, the Wayward Sons even. It is. It's we're Sunday back. on Rump Chat. And we're really quiet for this part. I don't know. Do you know the words to this part, Bronco? No. Do you know any of the words to the song? <laughs> no. I'm soar never higher, but I flew too high. Okay, well, we're going to... See, while you kids were learning those words to those songs, I was working. Oh, okay. Uh, well, sorry we did something. Sorry. Useful. Well, here we are back on Rump Chat, um, week number two without Hambone. My, uh, my guy. I'm, I'm going to be able to record with him soon, and I just wanted everybody to know, as I said in the last one, uh, I'm missing my partner Hambone, who's just as much Rump Chat of, as as I am. He's does all this stuff. He's super busy because he's a badass and he's the uh, alternate. Um, and the backup music guy for the NFR. So he's doing NFR stuff. He's doing San Angelo stuff, which San Angelo Stock Show and Rodeo nominated uh, top indoor in two different events, the Scent Shootout and the San Angelo Stock Show and Rodeo, which is moving to April. Don't forget to check it out. It's one of the biggest rodeos, one of the best rodeos that you'll go to. And so uh, we're cheering for that, and we are we uh, can't wait to get back with Hambone. And, uh, but, you know, the show must go on, so I got to keep on rocking. We got to put out some podcasts, and so today, um, on a on a not really a sad note, but um, a little bit, you know, uh, come back to Abbeville for a funeral, and we'll get to that in a minute. But today, my co-host on the show, who doesn't really ever get the airtime he deserves, because I shut him out. I've been shutting him out for years and years and years, but not today. He's got the headset on. He's he's got. Uh, the the microphone adjusted just right. Ladies and gentlemen, from Abbeville, Kansas, my co-host today, filling in for the great Hambone, Ty Rumford. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's also a Pendleton Roundup hoodie day yeah. at the Rumford Ranch, so if you don't have a Pendleton Roundup hoodie, <clears throat> Bronco. Bronco. You, but it's fine. It's fine. Well, I'm tough enough. I don't need a hoodie yet. Well, yeah, and also I guess uh, we can't forget our our guest, <laughs> the the one and only Bronco Rumford, a friend of Rump Chat and always a crowd favorite, the great Bronco Rumford. Oh, hold on, Bronco. Let me get to the applause button. Here we go. Oh well, thank you, thank you. Since since I got this new board though, I, I got to figure out how to do. <laughs> I figured this out with the Fred Betcher. Uh, the Fred Be- Betcher episode was. This was the main thing we played due to the fact that Fred, we try to stay about half fan-friendly on Road Chat, and we try not to use the F-word. But Fred, uh, Fred's an F-word, and Fred also had a hard time uh, not using the F-word. Are you talking about fooey? 
Yep. It, it's like it's a lot like fooey, but uh, it sounds a lot like duck. Your iPhone would correct to duck. Oh yeah, you know I'm I, I'm trying to make sure that uh, with as big as Rump Chat is starting to get, like I really I really don't want everybody to think I'm just a terrible person, you know, uh, <laughs> because even today at the church, uh, Randall Ealing, lifelong farmer and rancher of Reno County, Kansas. Randall has uh, been an active member of the, of the church and been a friend to you, Bronco, for ever because he's oh. always lived here. And Randall roped calves yeah. years ago and roped really well. Yeah, so I don't know why he quit, but well, and that's like Randall, but he is not a guy that I look at and go, "Oh man, that's somebody who would listen to Rump Chat," you know. <laughs> so I, we were sitting there in the pew today. Uh, did you see time and he? I don't know if you guys were there yet, but Randall walks up and he goes, hey, I just want to tell you, I uh, was driving the other day to uh, K-State football and really enjoyed that rump chat with John Harrison. I'm like, oh, thank God. It was only the John Harrison one because I know some of these get a little sketchy and, and I I don't know. I I, I'm, I feel, and you guys can probably have a little insight on this because you guys know me pretty well, <laughs> but I I'm in a constant fight with myself all the time about like, I want to be a, a good role model and I want to be, uh, you know, the, the dad that takes the kids to church and a, and a good person. But I also sometimes say naughty words and like to drink beer and, and listen to rock and roll music and punch folks. So it's kind of, <laughs> do you guys, do you, I mean, do you guys understand? Like, yeah, I, I let a few slip way more than I probably should. Dad gets mad at me for it, especially. But God understands that. Yeah, but and you know, he's forgiving. Well, I know, but I don't want to be the guy that's always every. You know, yeah. well, especially you know, having kids now. Like, I don't want my kids saying bad words. Yeah, I think you lost that battle a long time ago. Well, they haven't really said. Livy will let one slip occasionally. <laughs> oh, but you oh. don't want to be the dad who. Oh, Justin, they're going to. Uh... You're going to have to deal with that because at some point, in exactly the worst timing, they're going to they're going to repeat one of those phrases or one of those words. And I hate myself for for saying it, but yeah, probably. And I'm not trying. And we're going to get to our first topic, which actually has to deal with that. And I'm not trying to like always, you know, be so careful. But in our business, in and uh, the rural America cattle business, farming and ranching, uh, business that we're in, I feel, and this is my opinion, but I feel like it's easier to say naughty words when you are in our business. I think it's actually a requirement when you're working cattle that you have to cuss. Yes. It's it's actually preferred in a lot of the places I've been to that you, you know, hey, you know, you're being a little nice. If you could go ahead and let a few of them fly, you know, these, these calves are probably going to move a little better. Well, and, and I was thinking, like, I've never really heard Bronco really, my whole life, I've never really heard him getting to a bad cussing fit. I, well, I no, haven't. I don't think it, I it, ever have. It's happened once or twice. But you I mean, know, like, bad. Like, But, I, but like working, you, working cattle uh, drives you to that because over the years, I've worked with uh, cattle with a lot of my neighbors and uh, neighbors that I've never heard ever say one word out of line until we were out there loading cattle and pushing cattle and several things would happen and all of a sudden 
one would fly, and one was my dad. And y- y- you know, Grandpa, yeah, Justin. He, you never ever heard him say a word out of line. But every once in a while, when we, when we'd be sorting or working cattle or sorting horses, something would happen, and he would he would uh, stumble. But you know what? So this kind of brings me to something I wanted to talk about real quick. I think this is a really good thing for Dad. Like he he's got a pretty good image at the moment of being being pretty clean, pretty proper. Because a lot of people I talk to, they're like, man, your dad on that show is hilarious. When's he coming back? I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I don't know. So the fact that you you don't cuss or you don't have that, you know, anybody has the idea that you can drop the F-bomb every now and again. I, I think I, that's a good you thing. You don't hear Bronk Rumford say the F-word very often. No. You very, don't. Not very seldom. Very seldom. Uh, but we have. <laughs> when he does, it's hilarious, but. Well, yeah, like I, I think I've, I haven't hardly. Let's see, I'm 41 years old, and I've probably heard Bronco say the F word three times, and one was when he broke his pelvis in Greeley, uh, Colorado. Um, I think they probably let that one slide. Yeah, it's probably understandable. But, but do you think? I mean, is it not hard when when you're around uh, people, feedlot people, farmers, ranchers, like? It's easy to not use the best language in a group of those people. Well, you know, growing up. I feel like you're really setting the stage for the next part when we talk about farmers and ranchers and cursing, and yet today we were in a church with farmers and ranchers. Well, but what I'm saying is, like, we're all human. We all probably, I mean, for all of sin, I'm sure the glory of God. That's in the Bible. But I don't know. I'm, I'm, I guess what, I don't know about that, but personally, I would like to not well, you you I remember? Think, I think it can go, kind of goes with. We could all do better. Yeah, we had Wanda Jones's funeral today. Yes, and so a lot of memories of uh, the Jones family. But Bob, thinking of Bob and what we're talking about now, Bob, uh, Bob was just who Bob was, and he he was comfortable with it. And Bob used pretty colorful language. And the F word. And I can remember when I was little, you know, I spent a lot of time with Bob. And I can remember uh, saying some of those words that Bob used. And I can remember, uh, I think the welts just went off of my behind just a few days ago from those early years. But I I got whipped pretty regularly when I would... uh, repeat words that Bob had said. So I feel like if you're going to pick up a bad habit from Bob, probably the language was the better of. But, the- you know, those guys like Bob, though, could get away with that. Like uh, the older generation of you're going to go to church and you're going to love God and we're a church family, and then they just cuss terrible until Sunday, um, and then they don't. Except for the one guy. Who was you tell me about that would cuss at church here in Abbeville? Well, Cl- Cletus Will. Uh, you know, and, and there again, Cletus, he was just who he was and, and he, he didn't try to impress anybody with anything. And, uh, so, you know, Cletus, when he went to church, uh, he was the same person, which you have to admire that, you know, I guess it's those people that, uh, want to change just on Sunday. But, uh, yeah, Cletus, he would greet the pastor with some colorful language, pretty regular. Uh, and Cletus is the same one I I had I was telling the story the other day and nobody believed me about when Cletus fell in the hole at the cemetery. <laughs> well, in Can the grave, please, he fell in the grave. Can you please verify that that's a true story? That is a 
actually, it is a true story. And I tell you, today, uh, you and I served as pallbearers for Wanda's funeral. And I was with my left hand. And when we carried the casket over the grave there this morning, that board kind of, and, you know, I, and I thought, oh, God, I hope I don't... (laughs) Slip and fall. You don't. You don't want to be the guy. The grave. That, yeah, you don't want to be the guy that falls into the grave. No, you no. don't. But uh, Bob and Wanda. Uh, Bob died in 2010. Uh, Bob Jones uh, he goes back with the Rumford family a long ways because Bob Jones was uh, my grandpa's best friend, and they Bob was a pickup man. So Bob and Wanda, Wanda who passed away, whose funeral is today. Uh, Wanda was the the wife and in, in, in today's society where, where we talk about rodeo and bloomer trailers and, and, you know, semis and this and that. And then, uh, they were telling stories about rodeo and a pickup with a topper with four girls in the back. Yep. Not like, not, not like four girls, like bareback riders in a minivan, four girls, but like, <laughs> like well, they're four daughters, you, you know, and back then we rodeoed for four months straight. And we rodeoed every week. And so we were gone, you know, for four or five weeks at a time without ever being home. And Bob and Wanda and all those girls, uh, I mean, they were on the road and they had no uh, luxuries like we do today. And Wanda uh, would have a big uh, tub and she would fill that with water and put the soap in there. And that that tub set in the nose of their horse trailer, and she'd put their clothes in there. Then when they was driving, and that would swash that around it like a washer, and that's how they did their laundry. And I think you, you talk that's about rodeoing. that's the definition of roughing it. I think now you know if we're going, oh man, it's been rough out here. We haven't had our jeans starched in maybe a couple of weeks. But we're like, man, it's been so rough. I've been having to run off my generator. At yeah, it's I like... got to plug in or. <laughs> Yeah, none of that. And, you know, Wanda was, uh, she was so tough. But Wanda, uh, you never seen her mad. You, you never seen her sad. Uh, Wanda was so even keeled. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I love the Jones family, but uh, some of them have tempers. But, yeah, but really Wanda. Like name them. <laughs> <laughs> Most of them listen to Rump Chat. <laughs> Not a big deal. But I, I tell you, you. you when you pick a family, uh, now they would go to, they'd go to battle for you. I mean, you know, they might cuss you one day and be mad at you, but even if they're mad at you, they would defend you. And it's liable to be at church. And I tell you, you, you won't ever, you won't ever run across a family that is more loyal. Yeah, I agree with that. that. Jones family. Yeah. And, and, and I've, they, they, they are a staple of the community. They had a, the Little Abbey Cafe, which a lot of a lot of Rump Chat listeners know about the Abbeville Rodeo. Been to the Abbeville Rodeo, which is up for the small rodeo of the year in pro rodeo. Ooh, ooh, not a big deal. Hope you voted. And uh, so, yeah. Um, hold on. What were you saying? Nothing. I was going to say hit your applause button. Oh. There. There. Yay. <laughs> or this one. Ladies and gentlemen, Abbeville Rodeo. <laughs> Report to the dance floor, <laughs> but uh, I don't know what was I saying. What we were talking Little about? Cafe, oh, Staples. yeah. So uh, you know, Staples of Abbeville and Kevin Davis, uh, who works the ground. The PRCA got the W, the Prairie Circuit Best Footing Award. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, but you know that goes clear back to Bob. You know, Bob. Uh, one of the things Bob was so good at was running a maintainer, and Bob could, uh, and he worked did a lot of work on construction sites and stuff. But you know, nowadays they have all those tools and stuff they can survey and bob could do that with just looking at it and so bob kept care of the ground for years and then kevin davis which would be bob's son-in-law uh, does that now and does a great job but we've had good ground at abbeville for years because we've had good people taking care of it and that bob liked to chew the levi garrett that's what I was saying about if there was another habit you could have picked up, it would have probably been chewing Levi Garrett. Well, so it, that guy loved chewing Levi Garrett. Bob Bob broke me at chewing. That's how come I've never chewed. I chewed one time in my life. I was nine years old. And Bob, Bob at those days, Bob chewed Union Standard. And it come in, it looked like a, it, well, it looked like a brownie. <laughs> it was in a square. Oh, look, and, Tommy Brownies. And uh, <clears throat> I asked Bob, I said, uh, they they were taking a bite off that square, that union. Uh, plug. Yeah. A, yeah, that's plug it, tobacco. a plug. Yeah. And I said, well, could I have some of that? And Bob said, sure. He said, just chew on that, but don't swallow it. Well, That's I, what she said. Now, I was a lot <laughs> I was a lot smarter than that, and I knew that there was no candy you couldn't swallow. Oh. So I, I chew on that union standard for about 10 minutes, and then I just swallow it. Oh, and barf. I, I, I have never been as sick in my life as I was then, and I was sick for quite a while. Pussy, and I can't. <laughs> I, to this day, I, I can't, I can't even stand to get a little bit of it on my tongue or anything. I, it, oh, Ty, I do you still chew Levi Garrett? I know. No. We went. We all went through. Uh, I think every kid in in Rideau County. Oh, his girlfriend says he does indeed still. I do not. Oh, <laughs> I haven't bought a bag of chew in years. Well, Justin chewed for a long time, and he never bought a bag. Well, yeah. Why are you? Why is everybody staring at me? Yeah, because I don't do it that often. Bob Either Jones. Way, let's not make this about me. Bob Jones made chewing cool. Like, and I don't know. I knew that you knew I was chewing, but. I, I quit on my own. I haven't chewed forever, but at the time I was like, man, Levi Garrett and Larry Sandvik was cool at the time. You remember Sandvik when he had like his yeah. just whole m- mouth, and but like Bob Jones, he'd chew at them junior rodeos and there'd just be like this. He had this weird like look. You know how like chicks will line their lips with those pins, you know? <laughs> the like, original lip liner, Levi Garrett. Yeah. <laughs> and, like half of the chew. You pay a lot of money to do that. Oh, they just, just chew Levi Garrett. It'd be way easier. Am I lying? No, you're not. Is that what Tom Miller chewed too? That he'd have that huge. No, oh, he, yeah. he chewed Red Man. Beach Nut. <laughs> yep, Beach Nut Red. Yep. Oh, barf. Which is funny because uh, I've been, you know, talking to a lot of people that are not from the country and uh, through Rump Chat, especially, you know, where we push agriculture and ranching and farming because we push agriculture because guess what dad starvation sucks <laughs> you know but like so many people now are uh because <laughs> because of the tv show yellowstone there's a lot of city people that are wondering about life in the country <laughs> and that's no shit and yellow the new season's on which wow <laughs> like i I know some people, are, I watched Yellowstone, and I ain't going to start. Well, good for you. Yellowstone's a good damn show, all right? 
But like I've literally had people ask me even lately, like, man, it must have been just magical growing up in the rolling hills of Abbeville, Kansas with the farming and ranching community where Everybody gets along. And There's only one hill in Reno County, and it's in my pasture. <laughs> the rolling, it's the only hill, hill in Reno County. The rolling hill, but like, there's honestly uh, nothing against city people who listen, because, but like, it's not like Yellowstone. Uh, we didn't really grown up on this ranch. We never really had anything Yellowstone esque, except for one thing. When I was, I about pulled a rip. Uh, our people, we uh, some farmers, they don't listen, so. And uh, he's a douche, uh, Ray Johnson. And uh, I can say that it's okay. It's my show. And so Ray has got these bucking. Or he had a, a grass or wheat pasture. wheat pasture. Wheat pasture. So we had the bucking horses on it, and the bucking horses got through the fence. And so he it's calls standard. Yeah, standard. For- he calls. I think he called you, and you me. answered. He chewed Ty's ass. I was gone. Yeah, you were 10. gone. He called and chewed Ty's ass about these horse, like kind of a. Kind of a rude son of a gun, wasn't he? Like, what did he say when he called? I don't remember, but he wanted me to do something about it, but I was 10 years old. Like, and the only people home were me and grandma. And I, I was like, all right, well, I'll, and this was, this was before the days of cell phones, I think, or they just come out because he. I think we had a bag phone in dad's truck. Yeah, because. We didn't have cell phones. Yeah, either. this, there's no cell phones because he called and I answered the house phone and I was here. I think I was here by myself. And the only other person around or close was grandma. And it was kind of, well, if you need something, call grandma. And I don't know if I called her, but you, you'd you come home from college. Yeah. And I told you about it. And so I things escalated. Well, I didn't like that guy anyway. Like, <laughs> and we didn't get along uh, from, you know, other things. Like, he just, he wasn't the wasn't the friendly guy that, you know, so when I'm like, oh, man, I remember JV was with me. and uh, JV, you know, from JV's balls. Even back then, JV's, you know, six foot seven and, uh, you know, about 250. So I told JV, I'm like, hey, this guy called my brother. Cussed him out about these bucking horses. Let's go kick his ass. So we loaded two horses on the trailer, told Ty to get in the truck. And I'm not rumping this story. Tell me, Ty, if I if I am. So we get over there, and he comes running up to me, and he's going to teach me a lesson. And I'm on the ground, and JV's on a horse. Yeah, and this was right when right when we got there. And I I knew it wasn't good because I was instructed to stay put. And usually my older brother wasn't very – I don't want, I want to say not caring, but it wasn't like, a, oh, hey, let's make sure little brother ties the all only like, p- hey, like be pretty safe about this. It was like the dog, sit and stay. The okay. only person that can be mean and beat the shit out of you is me. Nobody else can. I won't allow it. <laughs> like, that's that's a brother. That's a brother thing. You like, I'm the only one that's allowed to beat you up. And so when I when that when he the farmer come run up to me, he, let me tell you about them. And I was like, this is back in my wilder day, my mean day when I couldn't wait to punch somebody. And uh, I was this just, was this was back in the bulldog and riding bronc days. Chewing tobacco and listening to Steve Earle and drinking smoking all my cigarettes, whiskey. drinking Keystone whiskey, headbutting neighbors and working cows and making out with cheerleaders. Like I had it going on back when I was twenty, and uh, I I remember I was about to smoke. JV or JV was on the horse. He was on a horse called Toy. I remember that. 
So I just grab a hold of Ray by the collar and I'm like, I'm going to break his face for you don't call and yell at us. Like it was straight up Yellowstone. And I reared back. Next thing you know, I was hit so hard that I was out of air because JV thought that if I hit him, I would probably injure him. So JV ran me over on on that big dun horse, smoked me down. Have you thanked him for that, by the way? No, I need Ray to. I should thank him for that. Well, and then the funny thing is, so he knocks me down and scared Ray to death because JV, you know, uh, when he, he come riding up on a horse, it was like the scene from... <laughs> you know what is it gladiator or braveheart when he rides over the hill on the horse freedom <laughs> jv just rode into the middle right and i was i was like i had a back i was locked and loaded he going to face punch city and jv ran me over what the hell man just didn't think you needed to punch him all right well thanks jv and, and then, I, I had to come in then at the end of all this and smooth everything over yeah did he like try to well, Ray told me that he was fixing to uh, whip you and teach you a lesson. And I went to school with Ray for uh, 14 years. Uh, we went through grade school, high school, and two years at Hutchison Junior College. And, you know, Ray's a friend and uh, went to school with him, grew up with him. And I, I, I looked at Ray and I said, Ray... Did you kindly said, instruct him on how much I, of an unwise life decision well, that would have been? Let me finish the story. I, I looked at him and I said, Ray, and this very, I was very calm. I said, Ray, you could have tied both hands behind Justin's back. Thanks, Dad. And you still couldn't have whipped him. And that's if you would have had Ron helping you. And I said, JV, when he ran over Justin, he, he probably just saved your life. And uh, Ray, to this day still thinks that he could have whipped you. It's not too late. <laughs> well, everybody's got to have a dream, you know? And and that was a good dream. In the hills of Abbeville. <laughs> Justin. When a family feels threatened. When Ty gets a phone call, the horses are out on the farmer's wheat field and he goes to talking shit. Here comes Justin Rumford as Justin Rumford. Ty Rumford is Jimmy. <laughs> JV. That's Beth Dutton. <laughs> I don't. I love Yellowstone. See, what character would I be? You would no. You'd be Kevin Costner because you're old and crippled, just like Kevin Costner. <laughs> do you do you watch Yellowstone Bronco? Yeah, I do. It's a good show, but like, oh, here's the thing. I do like the entertainment, but there is just so many. It's hokey. Parts. It's hokey. It's, it's a little cheesy. You know but the thing you, that. You know what? All entertainment's cheap. On the season opener, just here a couple nights ago, the thing that I thought really matched our uh, ranch here is all the good horses that were running around. Okay. <laughs> and being I, ridden around. I think they might have a few more doll hairs in theirs than we do. I just... Well, maybe a couple. I just... I, I, I get a lot of people tell me that. Oh, it's too hokey. It's so... Well, yeah, there it, there's parts that... It's definitely, I mean, but you got to watch it. You got to be, but the, the scary thing that I, that's correct in it is about rich liberal someone guns coming to Montana and buying up land. The good thing about it is there ain't nobody from California that's coming to Reno County being like, you know what? That flat. 120 acres with no trees. Be a great place for an airport. God, let's put 
in a casino. Let's put in an airport and a, you know, and you're not going to dig up any artifacts out here in Abbeville. But the, you might find some broken harness pieces around. But oh yeah, there's a lot of those. But around. I will tell you this: the part when Rip on, and I I don't care. It's not a spoiler. But when Rip has that cooler and that Rourke guy's in that the river, snake. and he's got that rattlesnake and that that cooler, and he's like, "Hey, you forget your cooler." The guy's like, "No." Rip just keeps walking. I'm like, what the hell is in that cooler? And he starts shaking the cooler. And then and that guy's like, hey, I, I, what are you doing? I don't need it. And he opens that cooler. That snake's probably like. turned inside out. Oh, face bite. <laughs> like, that part. He, kinda, went, that, he went pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah, that. I don't know how. Ugh, I just, I don't want to talk about it because I. I just You're hate, scared of snakes. I hate snakes, but well, poisonous snakes. I don't. If I see a snake, I'm like, oh, all right, you know, there's a snake. No worry. But like, I just hate stumbling up on a snake. Just that's why I've always said I'd rather fight a bear. Oh my god, a bear will kill you. Well, you know what? There's no poisonous bears. Okay, and I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be out fixing fence one day and step on a bear. And, oh God, there's a bear here. Like I'm gonna see the bear and have time to stretch out before the fight. You know, like. <laughs> You know, that was one of the bad things. You talk about fixing fence and, and fences and our livestock getting out. That was one of the bad things about COVID. I had time to fix all my fences, and now my stuff doesn't get out near as much, and I have to buy more hay. Ooh. Tyrell Rumford has determined that as a lie. About buying more hay or shit getting out? About stuff getting out and fences not being fixed. Well, now they get out because we leave gates open. It's not well, the... No, nope. it's not that the fence needs fixing. Oh no, I. Anyway, it's a family show. <laughs> no, keep on talking. I want to know. I want to know because you Ty, guys. Ty had to. The horses got out the other day, and Ty was the only one home, and he had to chase them for, I don't know, an hour. An hour, and he was he was frustrated. No, I, I think the get your beep ready because I'm about to say how mad I was. <laughs> I was fight Ray Johnson mad. <laughs> Can you, um, can you, you remember Marvin Forney? More Yellowstone music. <laughs> Say it more dramatic. You remember Marvin Forney. <laughs> yeah, I do remember Marvin Forney. And Marvin would He was call, a good farmer. I liked him. Marvin would call when our stuff was out on his wheat. And I would have to tell him, Marvin, they've done lots of studies and they've determined that that wheat will not hurt the livestock. So I appreciate your concern, but that wheat's not going to hurt them. And Marvin would say, well, that's not really what I was worried about. At what point I would say, well, Marvin, they've also done studies and found out that that livestock won't hurt the wheat. And he never did like to hear that. Yeah, that's probably as much Yellowstone as it gets around here. Besides the Ray Johnson fight, it didn't happen. Uh, Thanks to JV. Well, actually, Ty, you weren't here because uh, you were in school, but I did have a bit of a Yellowstone deal uh, when our our neighbor to the north, which I did not like. Cause, really? Why? Oh, just he was a terrible person. And Is that it? I think you dated his daughter, Weird. didn't you? Yeah, and I didn't like And he was terrible. Um, I just I did not like that guy. So one winter when Dad was in Vegas, I was like, you know what? I hate that guy. I'm going to go cut his fence, which was just hot wire. <laughs> so I went over there about Sam Grass and myself and uh, 
forget who else was with us. We go over there in the middle of the night, cut his fence. We run all his cattle out, and it snows all night long. And the next day, it's miserably cold. And I knew all I had to do that day was feed. So I get up and get around to go feed. And I get a phone call from the guy I did not like from his dad, Charlie, who, who I really loved. Liked. Yeah. I loved him like a grandfather. He's like, what are you doing today, Justin? I see you're home. I'm like, oh, just feeding. What's going on, Charlie? He said, well, I don't know, but all Stan's cattle are out all over the place. Could you saddle some horses and come get them in for us? And after I let them damn all those cows out, I spent the whole next day in a snowstorm pinning their stock back. What do they call that, karma? Is that, is that what they call it? call it Justin's a dipshit and should have used his <laughs> brain a little bit. Oh, shoot. But, uh, oh, that, that was a little Yellowstone-ish, but I think why we are on the subject, and we were talking about language earlier, the thing that's kind of bothers me a little bit is so uh, on Facebook, there's like a whole group that's upset about the language I in Yellowstone. That. Like, they, they want to start a petition to not watch Yellowstone because of the foul language, which is crazy because nobody cared about people being hung or branded or beat to death with a branding iron or shot multiple times yeah constant like more constantly shot than shot multiple times yeah it, but and then they're like well we're not gonna watch yellowstone because they've been saying the f word and they showed a full side boob which they did show a full side boob i missed that well with beth you didn't see that part oh yeah i did <laughs> i didn't side boob side boob you stared at the side boob. I did not. I, I wish I had a fourth microphone. I'm getting a lot of info from Alexis. Alexis told here. me you backed it up and watched it three or four times. A little Beth side boob. A little BSB. <laughs> well, the other girl, sorry the other the, girl sorry. that pulled her if it's wrong to be interested on, in the show. That showed uh, the front. Who? Front shot. Which part was this? You didn't see that? You, you better go back and watch it. <laughs> what show were you watching? Yellowstone. There was no front boob on the first I guarantee episode. you there was. I guarantee you there was. What girl was it? One of the that lives was, in the bunkhouse? Yeah. Yep. She's pulling that. had a black shirt on, and it just, it just you had to. <laughs> you better hope mom don't wow. listen to this. Mom, you were, you mom was there watching it with me. She's the one that, she's the one. Did you see that? Family show. You were really watching for boob if you got it. There's a tenth of a second of boob show. You're like a ten-year-old. Well, let's not cuss. Whatever we do. Where's the bleep button? <laughs> Bronco when he watches Yellowstone. <laughs> oh, goodness. All the ladies report Let's to the dance floor. Didn't we actually have stuff we were really going to talk about? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But, you know, it, it, it's funny because Ty, um, when I've been up here kind of all day doing some different stuff, and Ty's like, Oh, what are we going to talk about? I'm like, what do you mean, what are we going to talk about? Like, we're, it's rump chat. We just talk about whatever. Uh, well, we are going to talk some NFR um, stuff. I want to have one one more thing before we go to our next segment, um, which is. Are which we going to have one of those gold buckle beer breaks? We are. And I actually yes. brought gold buckle beer. Um, but you know, when you're talking, when people think of this glamorous lifestyle of ranching and farming and. Uh, how awesome it is! It it is awesome. I'm not I'm not knocking it at all, but it's also a lot of dang work. 
was going to say it was real awesome today when I was doctoring roping calves and got pooped on. Yeah. I got I, pooped on six times and there was only five calves. Exactly. <laughs> That's Getting pooped <laughs> on is a whole other deal, but the funny thing is, so I follow uh, a lot of farmers and ranchers on Snapchat. I love Snapchat. It's the pretty much the only social media that I really, really like. But the funny thing is, every farmer and rancher Snapchat, it's not... It doesn't really ever have them smiling. It's always like them with like a wheel falling off a trailer or <laughs> fixing a combine. Does it or, make you feel better to know that everybody else has wrecks and accidents just like us? <laughs> it's it must be something with the agricultural community because if you follow James Hike every day, he's either replacing an axle or a tire or he's stuck. Well, did you did you talk to Ernie Spore today? I did not. Y- your best one of your best friends in high school was Dusty Spore. Well, Dusty's dad, Ernie, today is telling me Coach. that he got run over by a tractor. Wow. And he put it, he's having trouble with the hydraulics. And so he put it in neutral and got back there to, to do something. Well, he evidently bumped that back into gear. And when he stepped back there behind the wheel, that thing backed up and ran over him. Good Lord, but I guess he's okay. Well, it's one that didn't kill him, but... But Ernie's pretty tough. He's one of your football coaches, Ernest, wasn't he? Yeah, coach. Uh, Did you? Uh, Travis Booth sent one this summer of a grain cart that had lost a wheel and and it was full of grain and it tipped completely over. Oh, there, like, there's there's. You should have a contest for the best wreck, best farming and ranching wreck. Well, okay, so this this is the funny part. Um, if if you get a chance, if you guys Google. The state song of Kansas. Okay, this is the song right here. But the video is what I love. Home on the Range, the state song of Kansas. It sounds like the beginning of Cattle Call. It's not Cattle Call. Did you know that Bron Crawford was actually there when this song was written? This this song comes on every morning that Bron Crawford rolls out of bed, just like this. At 5 o'clock. Okay, the funny thing is, well, they're showing the antelope right here. But here in a minute, they're showing guys working on tractors and working cattle. Where seldom is heard a discouraging word. Where seldom is heard a discouraging word. And the skies are not cloudy. You think the guy that wrote this would That's where I... Kansas now and go, wow, I, I maybe missed the mark on this one. <laughs> Sing it, Bronco. Home on the rain. I don't even know if I've ever seen a buffalo roam around. <laughs> yeah, there's a buffalo around here. Where? Right next to uh, Larry and Luana's place. Oh, yeah. They raised They're buffalo. not really roaming. Like, you got to have more than 30 acres. Well, for. How do they get across the pasture, Justin? They have to they roam somewhere. walk across. There's a difference between roaming and... What's the difference between roaming and walking? Well, as it pertains to buffalo... I'm waiting. It's called Webster. 
I mean, it's that phone's not going to tell you the answer to that. I, it, so it's pretty simple if you think about it. When you roam, you're not in a hurry. You're just kind of easing along. But do we need to phone an Indian on this one? <laughs> what is the difference between roaming and, and walking? You know what it is? Speed. Oh. It's the speed of it, probably. So what is it I do? Roam or walk? I roam. I think you wander at your age. Uh, well, I wonder if I'm going to make it back to the house. Well, let's. Uh, with that being said, we better take a gold buckle beer break because I I am on the phone and I can't find out what the difference between <laughs> roaming and walking as it pertains to buffalo. <laughs> so we're going to be right back with Ty Rumford and Bronk Rumford right here in Abbeville, Kansas. Detroit Rock City, Abbeville Rock City. Feel up tight on a Saturday night, Dad. You ever listen to this? Um, I've heard of them. In the '70s, when you were rock and rolling, did you ever listen to rock and roll? Yeah. Just Marty Robbins. I did. You know, I listened to rock and roll. You ever listen to Kiss? Um, I'm sure I did. Get up! But I never learned all them songs like you do. Why not? I just didn't. You remember I traveled with Steve Flynn. Yeah. And Steve Flynn was a lot like you. He he would remember every word to every song that ever came on. And he listened to a lot of rock and roll when we were traveling. And he was bound and determined that I was going to learn the words to all these songs, who wrote them, who sang them, and all this stuff. And I, I could have cared less. I just liked to listen to the words and... And, you know, just let it go in one ear and out the other. But I come up with Eric Clapton. What? So every Slow time hand. every time wow. Steve would say, he'd hit me or wake me up, who's singing this song? I would say Eric Clapton. And I'll never forget, we, we had been rodeoing really hard. And going two or three rodeos a day, it was in early August. And we were tired. And I finally got out from behind the wheel and had a chance to. Wait, wait, wait. Are you lying? <laughs> no, I used you were to, behind the wheel. I used to drive a little. Okay, Man. not much anymore. Okay. But, uh, Fair enough. I- anyhow, I'm back there, and I just really get to sleep. And I mean, all of a sudden, Steve. I mean, I thought something happened. He's waking me up, waking me up, and finally he says, "Who's singing this song?" And the one time in all that time we traveled, that I didn't say Eric Clapton. It was Eric Clapton. And that's the only that's the only uh, performer I really know, Eric Clapton. So, uh, you know, Eric Clapton. This is a song about rodeo, and it's from Aaron Clap Eric Clapton. Let's hear it. You don't know this song? No, it's Eric Clapton. He's, he has no idea. I, I didn't say I knew Eric Clapton's songs. Do you want to get down, down on the ground, cocaine? Do what? (laughs) 
It's Eric Clapton. You said you liked Eric Clapton. No, I didn't say I liked Eric Clapton. I just said that's the name I would use. And the one time that Eric Clapton was singing a song and Steve woke me up, the one chance I was having to be able to sleep, and it was Eric Clapton, then I didn't say Eric Clapton. So, But I don't know any of his songs. What songs do you know? Because like, even now you drive back and forth to Hayes. Um, I Walked the Line. Song. Favorite song. I Walked the Line. Um, let's see. Um, oh, some. Uh, so, so far you've named one song. Yeah, who sang that song? Johnny, Johnny Cash. Cash. Yep, Johnny you really Cash. Don't. You really don't know who. I, I don't. I listen to those songs, but I don't care who sings them. Okay. But uh, tell me one that. Uh, I can probably oh. name more of your favorite songs okay. than you can. Let's tell, hear it. tell me. Walk the Line. Yep. Ring of Fire. Ah, Ring of Fire. That, yeah. El Paso. Yeah. yeah. Big Iron. Yeah. I had a horse named Big Iron. You did. You did. Big Gray that bucked horse. everybody. Yeah. Isn't, that, isn't that the horse that yeah. bucked you off at the Lazy E? I was never bucked no, off. That was oh, yeah, you were. It was Burt Davis. That was, <laughs> that was a Burt Reynolds. What else? Oh, tell, tell me some Reynolds. more. Who, um, who sings those songs? Marty Robbins sings El Paso and Big Iron. Cool Water. If you don't like, if you like Marty Robbins, and you don't like Cool Water. There's a problem. Um, yeah, that's that's all day. I waste the bear. Wait, without yeah, you, yeah, the that's taste it. of water. Cool water. That was the first time I've ever heard you be on key, Dad. I, you won't hear that very often. I know. Yeah, that's. Do you that, remember when I sang? Uh, you wouldn't remember. You were too young when I sang at uh, Las Vegas with Cher. And, oh yeah, they and, gesture up as Sunny. Yeah, yeah, and I we sang "I Got You, Babe," and when I agreed to do that, I thought I would be lip syncing. Well, I find out. Well, the, if they knew how well you sing, they probably would have made that well, happen. The day before the show is supposed to be, I find out I'm not lip syncing. And so I have to learn the words to the song because I'm going to really have to sing. And I told that producer, I can't sing. And anyhow, we, we do the show, sold out full house in the showroom there at the Orleans. And uh, I was scared to death. And anyhow. It was actually I, Cher. Was it a Cher lookalike? Mr. Pickle. No, it, was, it was Cher. I'm sure it was Cher. Anyhow. When the when the show was over, the producer come up to me and and said, "You know, I always thought you were kind of full of shit." He was right, but uh, <laughs> but he said, "You you for one time really told the truth because he said you can't sing." So I feel like you I feel like you try to sing. Can you can you read small lettering? Is that too small? I can't read that. You can't. Huh? It's too small. Okay. Too far away. No, but if you look close, could you read it? Can you read that right there? Yeah. Okay, I want you to read that. Yeah, this album is dedicated to all the teachers that told me I'd never amount to nothing. Yep, keep going. To all the people that lived above the buildings that I was, that I was what? Hustling in front of. Cash the... uh, (laughs) Called the police on me when I, I blacked out. Oh. Okay, <laughs> you gotta. This this so is one of my reads. I feel like this could be a game too. Let Bronco read song lyrics, and we try to guess what song it is. 
Okay, start with it was I'm musically challenged. Okay, start with it was all a dream. Right there. Just just read that. Where where does it start? Was it was all a dream. Right at the top there, right at the top. It was all a dream. I need to read Word Up magazine. <laughs> Salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Should I know? Should I know? Every the, Saturday, no, rap attack, Mr. Magic Molly Ball. Every Saturday, rap attack, Mr. Magic, Mighty Man. <laughs> <laughs> do you? Do you remember? So what is that? It's that's it's, Juicy by Biggie Smalls. You bought me this cassette. I bought you that cassette. Yeah, you bought me a lot of rap music when what, I was. What was I thinking? Well, you would let me listen to it in the pickup. I remember when we were going to the college finals, when you were the pickup man, we stopped and uh, you bought me a Biggie Smalls on cassette and we listened to it for quite a while before you caught on <laughs> what they were saying. And uh, I think it was you and me and Tom Miller. I remember Tom going, I, I don't Tom, know. Tom did go. No, that's when uh, that's when we went to Pocatello and oh, I was yeah. picking up the Ram National Center. That's right. At that time, it was the Dodge National. Oh, my gosh. That's that's gotta be. St- I remember that. Ron Crawford <laughs> reads rap lyrics next on Rump Chat. Oh my goodness. Um, well, I guess we will finally get to. <laughs> oh, Nana's home. Hey. hey, welcome to Rump Chat. So uh, I guess we'll before we kind of get into a little farther. Um, we've been talking all things NFR on Rump Chat lately. Uh, from the NFR parties, don't forget at the Rio Daily Rump Chat Live. Brought to you by Pete Car Rodeo and Pendleton Whiskey. We got awesome guests. Joe Beaver's coming back. Uh, Butch Knowles, um, you know, our, our, our go-to guys that we always get. Uh, hopefully, Reno Rosser would stop in and visit. He's always a, a good rum chat. But re, uh, the Rio. So, Live with Lucia starts at 11 or 11.30. You have to check on that. Then we, we're at 1 o'clock on the stage at the Rio. Rum chat live. Then, the party at Boyd Gaming at the Orleans Hotel. Doors open at four. Drink specials. Uh, we got giveaways. Resist all. Uh, Pendleton is also a sponsor of that. Pete Cars also. We got knives in like a thousand sweatshirts. Like so much stuff to give out. So, but this is 2021. The NFR went there in 1985, right? The first NFR. Um, and you've been going to the NFR every year since. Yep. So talk. I, I want to hear a couple stories about. When you guys first all started going to Vegas and how it's kind of changed? Well, <clears throat> some things haven't changed in Vegas. They will still take your money. Right. But I remember the first year I went, I had studied blackjack and how to play blackjack. And I'd practice. I count cards like and, Alan on a... What and, is- and I'd really worked at it, and I was going to make a fortune. And I, I remember I cashed my check. I can't remember what my check was for. But I lost that money so fast, it'd make your head swim. And I spent 20 straight hours playing blackjack, trying to win my money back. And I never did get it all back, uh, but I got most of it back. But uh, it was not near as much fun as I thought it would be. So they they will still take your money there. But, what was the uh, hangout back then? Like, did the South Point of 19, the 80s. Well, you know... Uh, Ricky and the Red Streaks uh, would play there, and they they were at uh, that hotel. Stardust, wasn't it? I think it was the Stardust. Anyhow, they they would be good, but uh, the beach, they had a a bar that was called the Beach that everybody went to, 
and you'd go to the you'd go to Ricky and the Red Streaks till about three in the morning when they'd quit, and then you'd go to the beach after that, and then daylight we'd go back to work. Balls. So not for me, but like, so where did everybody stay? Because Ty, when's the first year you went out? Uh, well, I went out when I was younger, and everybody stayed at the Gold Coast. Yeah, I guess it was the Gold Coast. Like the was Gold Coast. The years like I was younger and first got to go was the Gold Coast and the Orleans. Yeah, the Gold Coast uh, when it first went to Vegas was what the South Point is now. Yeah, that's where they used to do the everybody ceremonies and that. Yeah, that was everybody that uh, was anybody <clears throat> would end up at the Gold Coast. Dang, and uh, so. And and that's what the South Point is now. So that's changed. But you know, they people spread out uh, just like now. I mean, they would put people at a lot of different hotels around, and so some some of that hadn't changed. Did the you, hotels have changed? Did you fall asleep at a stoplight back then? <clears throat> or was um, that just in the last few years? Well, uh, that was in the last few years, but I'm not saying it didn't happen earlier too. <laughs> So I try not to let that happen very much. Uh, well, that's a whole that's a story for a whole other time. The old wrong Frumford taking a nap at the stoplight trick. Well, I didn't get arrested, so that was good. Well, you weren't, you know, just taking a little, little snooze. It was, it was about four in the morning, but the thing is, I don't remember how long I snoozed. Yeah, probably just long enough. <laughs> but uh, so Pro Fantasy Rodeo is a sponsor of Rump Chat. We're doing a lot with them. I've got uh, the Rump Chat League, him, Bone, and I. Uh, the Rump Chat League giving away a lot of cool stuff. Uh, and then I got my Silver Buckle League, which is like our friends, Scott Fry, uh, Gary Gilbert. Uh, I don't know if you're getting in, Ty. Nana usually gets in. So we have, there's all kinds of different ways to play Pro Fantasy Rodeo. I told Ty my team today, and he was not, I don't know, he didn't think it was the best. But I'm going to put, I'm going to tell you my team that I picked. And why? ProFantasyRodeo.com. Entries are open, so you can go there and get on it. Uh, Rump Chat League, for sure. So my my picks on Pro Fantasy Rodeo. Bareback Riding, Cole Franks. Clarendon, Texas. I agreed with that one. Yeah, he's a bad cat. He's rode, he's rode some bucking horses, and uh, he's, you know, he's 12th or 13th, so. 12th. Yeah. I, of course, first, first time bareback riders at the NFR have had pretty good luck. Yeah, over look at the Jesse years. Pope last year. I wanted to buy Jesse Pope for a hundred thousand, but I didn't have enough money, so I got Cole Franks in the Bulldogging, going with my traveling partner Stockton Graves. You I know, yeah, I Stockton's don't disagree a great with pick. many of your picks. Yeah, hey, you're kind of. I think you're I'm rumping sorry. that one up a little bit because Stock. That's a great pick, Stockton. And you know, I picked Stockton. Stockton's so good, he didn't even try to make the NFR, and he. Just accidentally made the NFR. It's like the it's like the longer Stockton goes, the better he gets. Yeah. Stockton don't make mistakes. He's like like whiskey. Oh my gosh. The more it ages, the better it is. Stockton Graves is bulldogging. And I'm not just saying that because Stockton could physically beat the shit out of me. I'm saying that because and he yeah, he has, but not not like Yellowstone style. If you see me walking towards Stockton with a blue cooler, look out. But <laughs> <laughs> um Stockton, I think he's going to win some uh, rounds. In the team roping heading, I got um, my hitter, Coleman Proctor. Coleman Proctor, prior Oklahoma. Not only do I like Coleman as a roper, he's a cool dude. You've been around Coleman oh, Proctor? Yeah. 
Coleman is a personality. He is that. When you get done talking to Coleman, you feel better about life. You feel better about yourself. Yeah, because he's a cool guy. And then for the for the my healer, Bueller, Bueller, our home and native land of Canada, Jeremy Bueller, world champion. <laughs> Shut up, Ty. Uh, Jeremy Bueller on the back end, world champion. And uh, Bronk riding, Dawson Hay, another Canadian. See, I all of my – I've agreed with about every pick you've made. I guess I, maybe it was Remington. Remington that, was like – yeah, he was the one giving you the stink eye on a few. Yeah, he didn't like the Dawson Hay pick. Dawson Hay's badass, and he just got married. He's feeling good. Dawson Hay is my bronc rider. My barrel racer, my girl, Emily Miller. Run, Chongo, run. Beisel bands. Emily Miller Beisel. Like, <laughs> she's been on Rump Chat, and she's awesome. And uh, always, she seems to always win. Uh, Haley Kinzel, they looked up out of 30 rounds. She placed in 26 of the last 30 rounds in Las Vegas. It's a lot. But she, you know, you got to move stuff around. And uh, and so, you know. There Mike, won't be anybody at the NFR in any event have better work ethic than Emily Beisel. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, so that's I got her in as my barrel racer, my tie-down roper. I picked because after – I know this guy. He's a friend of mine. I got to be a part of the San Angelo Rope and Fiesta. And I'm going to go with Marty Yates, you know. Marty's kind of, Corey Solomon roped amazing there. And, you know, Chad and Tuff, uh, they had a match, but they both had heck. But I, I feel pretty good with Marty. Marty's a good pick. You know, and so. Mar- Marty won quite a bit last year, didn't he? Yeah, Marty, He uh, if you look at the Pro Fantasy, you can find the, the magazine. You can download it online or. You know, if he, Marty always wins a lot of money. So that, that's, oh, the, yeah, the Pro Fantasy Rodeo uh, uh, magazine right there. Um, and I, I think I still have got, I got all mine and still had money left over. So um, I'm feeling pretty good about my team. Um, and in the uh, bull riding, I got JB. JB, what's his last name? Oh. I'll punch you in the face for that. <laughs> you I'm going with the bad to the bone. He got he lacerated his spleen or kidney or something at Fort Madison. He'll probably be okay though. Well, he he's all fixed up, and so he's think about it. He's had since Fort Madison off to to get feeling healthy, and he rode bulls in the summer, kind of beat up, and so I got JB. So that's my team. The Buran could be pretty good watching there. So what? Okay, open open floor here. NFR talk. What do you think? Well, I tell you, for me, it's hard to bet against Sage. Yeah. Oh well, I the mean, JB and Sage. Oh, I think that's going to be a a battle. The thing about it is, I I hate having to pick. I know because I, I've known Sage as you have. Ted Kimsey worked for uh, with Clown for Rumford Rodeo, and you know Ty. Uh, Ty's known Sage since he was little, and, and we've all, Dusta's and, and Kate have been little buddies forever, so we, we're a close family, and I love Sage. I want Sage to do good, but this is kind of maybe a bad analogy, but it's like if you go to a strip club and there are two of the hottest chicks in the world, you're not going to, you have to choose one, I bet. Ty, is that how that works? or 
I don't know. <laughs> but you know, okay, that was probably bad. They they always chose me. What I'm saying is like if if you have two of the most beautiful women ever and you have to pick one, that doesn't make the other one ugly. But you have to pick like I, I'm pulling for Sage, but the, the I just I guess at the end of the day I like the storyline of J B. You know, eight million dollar winner. Yeah. Eight million dollar PBR winner. His goal is to make the NFR because it's awesome. Yeah. So he's he come okay. over here. Now he's made the NFR, maybe his last year rodeo and and here he is. I just I think it would be That cool. is a good storyline. Yeah, I mean Speaking of storylines, I'm excited for Riley Duval. Oh, yeah, he got in last minute, didn't he? Yeah, Salinas had a great great showing at Salinas and got in. Didn't he have to had to win it to qualify? I can't verify, but so, it was, it was something, something like that. Like outside looking in had to have a good you know, good weekend, and he did. Gosh, tickled for Riley. How did I miss Riley Duval? I should have. Yeah, you really should have thought about that one. Because I love you, Riley. You talk about a good guy, though. There, but there again, you you start talking about Stockton and Riley and and guys in that bulldog and crew. And, that, that's just and about you know, as hard as trying to choose between JB and Sage. Like, because you you look down the list, you're like, oh man, he he's a good guy in bulldog. Good. Well, so does he. Well, so does he. Like, you just start going down the list, and you're like, man. I, I I like Will Loomis, but I am going to say this: it's hard to bet against Tyler Waggis back. Oh, he he's that so is, correct. Yeah, he's so correct. It makes me sick. Dang it, Wag! It's true. But Wag, they, the the thing that I feel like they put a video of Tyler Waggis back in the dictionary when they say what is steer wrestling, and they show you when you look up Bulldog, it pulls up a picture of Tyler Waggis back. But here's where Stockton has it over all them guys. Stockton's just having fun. He, you know, he, he don't care whether he wins or loses. He just wants to make good runs. And when you are at that, have that much at ease with what you're doing, and then you do it as good as he does, it's, it's going to be know, hard for them to beat him. pisses me off, like, of all the people that have worked their ass off to try to make the finals and don't. And Stockton's like, ah, oh, just rodeo for fun. Oops, made the finals. Ninth in the world. Well, I guess I'll go out there. You know, man. If you watched him all summer, though, I mean, I watched him run steers that people said you shouldn't win anything on, yeah. and, and he Lawton he did not have a good steer and wins the rodeo. Well, so. because he's four foot tall and he's as strong as a Dodge truck. It's true. If you can tie a bloober trailer in a knot, I feel like the a new record the rights have set this year is the least amount that we've seen in a while. Only three rights in the saddle bronc riding. They're just reloading. There'll be 34 rights next year. <laughs> Bobby, Cindy, Greg. <laughs> Peter, Marsha. But, you know, I feel like Stetson counts as like four rights, if you think about it. Yeah, a lot of people. They're in both. All-around leader right there, Stetson. I looked at that. A lot of people chose uh, Stetson in the bull riding. Lots. He's been riding pretty good. Lots. Pretty good. But him and the Bronco, I mean, phew. But that whole bull riding field, Ruger Piva got in 15th. You know, he's 16th three times. Ruger's in this year. Clayton Sellers, he's – Clayton is going to – he don't give a shit about nothing. That boy, you know. But I, I feel like overall, in every event, there's nobody there. And this is probably bad to say because I've never made the finals. I don't really have any opinion. But sometimes you like, you like, how'd that dude make it, you know? You – kind of wonder how 
some of those guys got there. But overall, event to event to event, uh, especially like the bareback ride with Tilden. And, you know, if Casey wins, he will be the winningest bareback rider in the history of pro rodeo. Uh, but, you know, Tilden's number one. And just, oh, it, it's hard. Garrett Shadbolt, he's new. Zach Kibler, he's new. You got to love Zach. Cole Ryder. There's a kid in, of course, Cole, like you were saying, but that Zach Hibbler is a great kid now. Well, there's a bunch of good ones in there, like just good dudes. So, like, I I feel like this might be the best NFR ever. Back in Vegas. That's, that's, I was thinking about that today, too. It's like, you know, it is, it is fun to go back to Vegas. Like, cause, and nothing, Texas did great. Oh, yeah. I mean, Thank you, in Texas. a weird year, yeah. Thank you, so accommodating. Get and there's there's just nothing like the NFR, you know. It to have it back in Vegas. I feel like everyone's kind of got a little renewed excitement. Like, oh yeah, here we are. We're like we're back. This is where it's supposed to be. At least that's how I feel. I think that's you know personal opinion. When but. when you hear this, when they're like, let's look at what happened last night in round number four. You know the song? Who sings this? I don't know. Eric Clapton, duh. But who does sing that? Elvis. Did Elvis sing that? Yes. Elvis I've heard him. I should yeah, I should take you to the train station for not knowing that. Uh you know, and I hope everybody supports the NFR. I know personally <laughs> with the mask deal where they announced, well, you're going to have to wear a mask. Everybody said the PBR finals, like, it really is not enforced. You know, it's if you want to wear a mask, hey, that's wonderful. But a lot of people did it, and they didn't say anything. And then so you have all the haters get on there. My God, move it back to Texas. Guys, we're we're twenty four. We had to wear masks in Texas. We're twenty four days away. You know, they, well, they want to bring it back now because they're like, man, Texas is open and and this and that and and whatever. But dude, we're thank God we're back in Vegas, uh, rodeo. You know, like just enjoy it. And oh, I just the the haters get pretty thick this time of year. Hey, so, you were talking about one of your sponsors, Pete Carr. Yeah. You know, Pete Carr started his rodeo career in Abbeville, Kansas. I know. As a bareback rider. A lot of people don't know that, but he actually told me that. He used to spend his Thanksgiving and Easter breaks in the Abbeville Community School Building. Yep. Sleeping on the floor in the gym. He's no longer sleeping on the floor. (laughs) Yeah, Pete. Well, at least not on purpose. No, no. Pete's great, and and, uh, and we really appreciate what he's done with us and to uh, help us with rump chat and and uh, another one of our great sponsors, speaking of getting close to the finals, you know, the NFR is all about how you look. But you know what, Dad? It's not just how you look, it's how you feel. That is true. And, you know, Manscaped can make you not only look good but feel good underneath. But especially for you, Dad, you should get a Manscaped because it's not, it's not just for any certain part of your body. Like, your, yeah. your eyelashes are looking pretty thick. You might be able to run that lawnmower through that eyelash and knock her down a little bit. One of my... One of my kids at school. The other you know day. what a manscaped is? No, I haven't got a clue. <laughs> Ty, why don't you tell him what a, ma- a manscaped is? A lawnmower 2.0. <laughs> Makes you think I know. It's for shaving your nuts, Bronk. 
But you just said it wasn't for that. Well, I mean, well, you can use it for know, other things. I, I've been doing personal, that for years. Personal oh, body God. groomer. Personal body groomer. Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, there it is. Uh, well, we're going to take another gold buckle beer break. Manscaped. Uh, <laughs> uh, be sure to check out manscaped.com. <laughs> Oh, God. Ron Crawford, we're going to get him one. Um, enter the code RUMPCHAT20. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Um, but anyhow, well, yeah, we, we want to say thank you to all of our sponsors uh, that make RUMPCHAT happen. Don't forget RodeoPatch.com if you're wanting to make a splash at the NFR convention. Uh, RodeoPatch.com and Spitzy Creative for all of your banners, needs, Whatever you need. Pendleton whiskey is smooth sipping whiskey. One of the fastest growing whiskeys uh, in America right now. It always goes down smooth from Hood River Distributing. Pendleton whiskey. Yeah. Tr- please drink responsibly. And uh, if, if not, then we're at the NFR in Vegas. Get an Uber. Um, also, Gold Buckle Beer. I'd like to thank them so much. Gold Buckle Super Light Beer and the great Gold Buckle Seltzer, the Crown Apple. Ty, you've had a lot of Crown Apple at Christmas last year. And you loved it. So don't forget to check out all of our, our great sponsors of Rump Chat. And what, what, uh, now, uh, what flavor there's, there's does your there. wife really like that she trades me for? Georgia Peach. She likes the Georgia Peach, which is just fantastic. So I think I had more Pendleton whiskey than at Christmas. It was festive, it was, it was delicious. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we, I mean, just so many great sponsors to make all this happening. And uh, hopefully we'll be back next week uh, with the ham bone as, as he's getting back from Las Vegas and doing all the stuff that, that he's done. And uh, I'd like to thank my co-host, great Ty Rumford. Oh, applause button. There it is. And, and Bronk Rumford. And I tell you, I'm going to try to learn the words to a song, any song. So I'll know something the next time I'm on. So, <laughs> oh, it could be good. Well, everybody, be sure to check out Pro Fantasy Rodeo. Get your teams in. Enter the Rump Chat League. We're giving away one of our packages, A Weekend with Tom Newens. It's actually on the website. So if you want to uh, win NFR tickets, um, a gift card from Swisher Beef, all the things we have to give away, A Weekend with Tom Newens, a life-size cardboard cutout of Benny Butler, and <laughs> Also, the same one that fell out of the back of the truck. Oh, uh, we had to get a new one. Oh, you did. We had to get, we gave one away last year, but we got another one to give away. A lot of great packages uh, from Pro Fantasy Rodeo. It's profantasyrodeo.com. Build a team, and then you can pick your league. So, everybody, thank you for stopping by Rump Chat. And, uh, Hambone, we'll see you pretty soon, buddy. We'll see y'all later. Thanks for listening. Is our turn, baby. Hey, them boots, 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 them boots